how many contractors and employers in general are feeling like they're struggling to engage and connect with the younger workforce. All right, let's get to work. I'm not paying you to stand around. Hey, fellas, before we get started, can we just stretch real quick? What is he doing? Join us this week on the Diojo Podcast as we discuss creating a competitive business advantage. Hi, everybody out there, Diojo Nation. Diojo is the do-your-own-job dojo. Sweep the leg. Curated by John Isaacson, contractor, guy inspector home, author. There's nothing like it out there. And mediocre podcast host. Nicely done on keeping it together. The, the Diojo podcast. We should be listening to you. Helping contractors shorten their dang learning curve. If you missed last week, here's a brief recap of the topics we discussed. Episode 111 of the Diojo podcast, including deep thoughts for construction estimators. A good estimate is built around a good set of quantities and a proper feeling for cost. Career growth tips for Nicole Humber. Invest in yourself. Learning from restoration history with Cliff Slotnick. Ask them to explain to you simply how does it work. Three critical elements of a construction project. A job always comes down to the agreed upon scope, the duration, and the cost. The importance of communication. Communication. All estimates are data-driven and simplifying the estimating process. Simpler, the better. Or the more understood, the better. Of particular interest to those in our audience that are property restoration professionals or contractors who have come across insurance-related work, we talk about one of the most common estimating platforms uh, as it relates to insurance work, which is Xactimate from Verisk. Xactimate can be a common language. This guy is just an Xactimate apologist. For those frustrated with the estimating software and focusing on that, we invite you to take just a moment to step back, especially as we enter 2024, and perhaps look at it a little bit differently and see if maybe that produces a different result within your team, with your projects, and ultimately the outcomes. All estimating platforms are communication, communication platforms first and foremost. So in the insurance world, for those who may not be aware, Xactivate estimates are written room by room, line by line. It's not a format that many contractors outside of the restoration space are familiar with. Um, nor our customers. They're not used to seeing, you know, you know, 28 pages for a two-room project. I read about it in a book. <laughs> but who, hmm, who is familiar with that format? Oh, insurance companies. Complicating the claim. Who also has the money when it's a restoration insurance claims project? Oh, that's right, the insurance companies. So if they have the money and you want to work with them, that's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. Or maybe you don't want to work with them, but you're working for a customer that's getting their money from them. Oh, perhaps it's helpful before you want to pull all of your hair out to think of Xactimate as a communication platform. Oh, more than it is just an estimating platform. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so if you'd like to hear more about that particular topic and a simple formula for better construction estimates, refer back to the Diojo podcast episode 111.
the yeah. simpler, the better. Or the more understood, the better. You have entered the DLJO podcast. Cast, cast, cast. This week, we want to turn our attention towards creating a competitive business advantage, especially as we're entering a new year. Uh, it brings new challenges and new opportunities. Um, this is a topic we actually discussed several times throughout the podcast, in the books that we've written. There's a great book, Insuring Tomorrow, from the insurance nerds Tony Canis and Carly Burnham. And I had the pleasure of being on the Insurance Nerds podcast quite a while ago. So here's a little clip from that as a teaser. On, on our side, the, the problem we were trying to solve w- was lots of, of, uh, of young insurance professionals dropping out. We hear all the time that companies are struggling to recruit and hire and onboard young professionals. You guys are just standing there! Uh, We need to hire young, especially in the skilled trades, people that will learn the skills, keep the industry running, keep America running, keep the world running, and we have a job to prepare them to, to do so. There's a difference here in what Tony's saying. Young insurance professionals dropping out. People that are already there, we're not focusing enough energy to keep those people there, those assets there. If that means we've got to think a little differently about how we are treating them, um, onboarding them, taking care of them, the managers and supervisors that we have in place and the skill sets that we invest in. Mindset change. Duh. We need to think differently about the way we're doing things. So, like, like you said, they didn't grow yeah. up wanting to work in insurance. They, they fell into insurance by accident, and and then uh, they they do it for two three years. Don't find yeah. right the, the the first job they get doesn't happen to be great, and they just go to a different industry yeah. without seeing the great career that they could have had uh, if they had stuck yeah. around for a while. So, so we just we just wanted to to. Uh, uh, give the the advice that we had been really lucky to get, uh, which most people right. weren't getting, the mentorship that most people weren't getting, and and, and make that widely available to to anybody who who uh, googled for help, basically. Uh, so that's that's how, yeah. how it all yeah. starts. So yeah, kind of a, a similar uh, help you short circuit career growth to to do it to yeah. do it faster uh, shortcut career growth. Again, that book is ensuring tomorrow. Engaging Millennials in the Insurance Industry. Very well written book with regards to better understanding where millennials are coming from, which at the time when they wrote the book, uh, I believe millennials make up over 75% of the current workforce. And um, now, quote unquote, the problems have only gotten worse. Now we've got, that would be Gen Y. Now we got Gen Z, the Zoomers, the Zillennials and Gen A or the Alpha. So um, it just, it's, it shouldn't be surprising to business owners that you have to evolve each year. The market is not the same every year. Customers are not the same every year. So your workforce is not the same every year. So we have to evolve and adapt if we want to be competitive. We want to thank our sponsor. I will not bow to any sponsor. Epic Estimates, any estimate, 
anywhere, anytime. Let the award-winning Epic Estimates help your team write the next Xactimate or Symbility Estimate, freeing your team up to do what they're good at while helping your business maximize productivity and profitability. The Restoration Industry Association. Connect and collaborate with your industry peers through the largest nonprofit professional trade association dedicated to the unique plight of restoration contractors. Join us April 8th through 10th, 2024 in Dallas, Texas for the RIA Convention and Industry Expo. Discounts are available for early registration. So you want to be a project manager. The third book from John Isaacson written to help those wanting to advance their careers in the skilled trades. This book covers the mindsets and habits for construction project management with an emphasis on property restoration. Washington Business Brokers. Partners with business owners to confidentially explore selling their business with discreet, objective counsel, as well as insight into market activity and comparable private transactions. In Circle, the only all-in-one field documentation solution. Visually document and present high-quality reports so there are no questions asked. Their floor plan tool now integrates with Xactimate to create an ESX for estimating. Thank you to our sponsors. Please let them know that you heard about them on the D.O. Joe Podcast. Media Panther, the D.O. Joe Podcast. In clips we use showing the contrast between the old contractor and the new contractor is from a YouTube group, You Betcha. They have some funny content. But how do you feel working with younger generations, especially in the skilled trades? You guys are just standing there. Get in there. We got garage doors to go up. We need walls up in there. We got no sheetrock. God. <laughs> uh, definitely been there, done that. It seems to be, we, we think it's like a, a rite of passage or a part of the process, right? But, um, you know, sometimes younger people have a different, have different ideas. Hey Dave, I don't work well under that kind of leadership. If you could take more of a leader approach and less of a boss, that would work a lot better for me. Thank you. I just had to get off my chest. Ironic about that particular comment. Take more of a leader approach and less of a boss. Is I see a lot of pe old people and consultants and coaches, even in our industry, spouting that same ideology. <laughs> so we put the question back to you in the Diojo audience. Where have some of your best hires come from? Some people hire from you know the franchise system thinking, well, if I'm in this franchise system and they're in this franchise system, they could plug and play. That would work a lot better for me. Or a lot of people, I call it incestuous. If there's um, somebody that's worked somewhere else, we just trust that they have some experience and that's gonna set us on the right foot. You guys are just standing there! I've shared many times before, my personal preference is I'd rather train new habits than retrain old habits. I've done that at the technician level, uh, superintendent level, project manager level, and even at the estimator level. Um, that's what has worked best for us. And we did, had a comment, um, I posted a video on that a while back, someone said, um, just poor leadership on my part. I couldn't um, lead or manage people that had prior experience or maybe that would challenge me. Um, so I'm glad that was pointed out and I can I can face that now. The wannabes. Best hires, one that's no longer in the industry came from the sawmills. Um, so the benefit there, <laughs> that's a tough work environment. So someone can say, even coming into our industry and say, all right, yeah, we can, we can handle this. Cup of coffee in the big time. 
had another employee that came from uh, was working at McDonald's um, and sat him down and said, "Hey, this is this is what we're gonna be doing. Is that something that's up your alley?" And um, it helped that they had a friend on the crew, um, which recruited them, and then they ended up staying. And that friend uh, didn't work with us um, a whole lot longer after they started, um, but they chose to stay. They really enjoyed it. Uh, another one uh, from a donut shop. I can remember when this person came to work. We were thinking, "Oof, don't know if they're going to be able to um, to handle it." Uh, but came back just kind of covered in soot, you know, and dirt, and and are thinking like, uh, "It was probably going to be the person to say like, yeah, you know, yeah, see you tomorrow, and you'll never see him again." Um, and and they're like. Do we gotta do that every day? Because <laughs> I wanna make bank, bro. <laughs> uh, and then uh, to show too that it doesn't always translate that if someone is a friend of a friend that they'll make good refer references or that their friends will be of the same caliber. Um, you know, some of their friends came in and would work part time. I remember one, um, <clears throat> they had been working kind of part time and considering maybe coming on staff. They said, wow, do you guys do this every week? And we're like, man, this is uh, this is kind of a slow week. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, normally we're pushing 40 plus hours. And like, oh, wow. <laughs> We drove around all day and there's not a single job in this town. There's nothing, nada, zip. Yeah, unless you want to work 40 hours a week. Are you struggling to find ways to engage with young professionals in the workforce? P2T, the new book by John Isaacson. Largest generation in the workforce for the next few decades. Create a competitive advantage for your business. You've got to learn to, to, to deal with us. 2T, preparing to thrive in the modern workplace. With the younger generation, it's way different. different. My new book will help you better engage young professionals and help you articulate a pathway to success. You've got to show them a path, path, path to success. Yeah. That is a win-win for employers and employees. P2T. Provide new hires with a path to success. Communicate value and that there's opportunity, then they might stick around. Uh, Tony Canis that I'm talking to here from actually his podcast, uh, Profiles in Risk. Millennials, uh, Gen, that's Gen Y, right, are over 75% if not over of the the current workforce um, and every industry is struggling with getting older as an average and trying to entice engage and encourage young people into the workforce people in positions of leadership talk about all the time you know this generation this this generation that they're not loyal and you and Carly brought out um, and I, I quote it all the time it's like it's not that this generation or these coming generations aren't loyal. They just have a different definition of loyalty, right? And so, and you bring out that example, they've seen their grandparents and their parents give their lives to a company and then get the boot before they have to pay, right? The, the premiums on their retirement and those kinds of things. You've got to show them a path to success. Yeah. Going back through this material reminded me, it's something that we're working on here at the beginning of the year and some of these job descriptions need to be updated and we've already proven the job descriptions for new hires need to be updated. You've got to show them a path to success. Yeah. If our job description and our pay scale is the same as it was in the late 90s. This is not okay. Is it any wonder that we're struggling to attract people <laughs> in the 2020s? You've got to show them a path to success. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't just assume that they're going to stay yeah. 
just, yeah. just, just because you haven't fired them, right? Um, right. If if you haven't shown them a path to to grow, um, even even if they're comfortable, like, I can't tell you how yeah. how many like, let's say mid career, you know, that like now in their thirties. 10, 15 years in, in the industry, uh, they're in a comfortable place, but they're afraid that they're not growing, which is a yeah. very different perspective from the older right. generation who grew up with this expectation of lifetime employment, where yeah. if, if, if they were comfortable, that, that, that was fantastic. It's, it's way different. It, it, re- yeah. it really, uh, they realize that, that there's no guarantee of lifetime employment. So yes. Yeah. If I'm comfortable, but I'm no longer growing, yep. what happens yep. if the company doesn't need me? You know, after right. that, that, that down the road, and I, I stopped investing in myself, I stopped growing. So you have to constantly be providing that yep. growth path. You've got to show them a path to success. Yeah. Really rethinking the job description, I think that for, forces us to rethink what do we actually want from this position. And I don't really care. I don't care that company A calls this a project manager and this is what the script is or they call this an estimator or that's a lead tech what matters in your company for this need this is what we have a need for what what does that look like in our company let's get that on paper you've got to show them a path to success let's think through as we're bringing this person in these will be your pathways to success this is what success will look like first 30 days 60 days 90 days and then we'll review it after you know um, the first year. We're getting ready to bring on another new person, and um, that's the same. Like you know, probably first ninety days, you may think you made a mistake, uh, but just stick through it. You know, do the things we're asking you to do. I don't think we're setting you up for failure with what we're asking you to do. We have a pretty good idea of what we want that to look like. Clear job description, uh, a pretty clear plan. You've got to show them a path. success the trick there being is there's only so much even the project manager that we just trained there's only so much I can prepare you for and then it's learn as you go you know there's only so much I can show you before it just kind of unless you're doing it you're not gonna make the mistakes that force you to learn you've got to show them a path to success great story compelling and rich thank you for tuning into the diojo podcast we hope you were informed yeah so i've learned something here and entertained are you not entertained dyojo.com forward slash podcast you can buy john a beer you can support the show or you can buy one of the books i've written the last one being how to suck less at estimating <laughs> what am i supposed to do <laughs> and you can find them on amazon there's nothing like it out there Guys, I need 15, okay? No, I'm sorry, it's my wife. On the flip side, have you ever worked with a lazy boomer? uh, Didn't want to pull their weight or felt like they had put their time in? So we put the question back to you in the Diojo audience. Where have some of your best hires come from? Had a project manager recently that we hired with no construction experience, no prior project management direct experience. I talk a lot about in the new book, P2T, the new book by John Isaacson, as well as in um, the project management book about relevant experience. We have this tendency to think, man, if someone has construction experience, they'll be a great project manager. Well, the reality is the majority of project management in our industry and most construction industries is a lot of customer 
interaction and interacting with subcontractors and tradespeople and carpenters and employees. My, my mindset changed. And so the people management kind of gets overlooked. Uh, it is good to have, you know, obviously we can't be doing things the wrong way, but where someone maybe has spent their whole life developing their, their technical skills, maybe they haven't quite developed their personal interpersonal skills. And so that needs to be accounted for when someone's being transitioned in that role. And then if someone can come in with a customer service role, they have to have the ability to not get taken advantage of or do things the wrong way or not be able to QC a project. So we hired somebody with um, no prior experience and they're doing really well actually got complimented by one of our tougher subs, you know, um, for being on top of their stuff, you know, having good scopes, good communication, good communication with the customer. Hey Dave, I don't work well under that kind of leadership. Personally for me, you know, hey, this is the challenge. I think we should be as honest as possible. Honest conversations. I think the stuff Tony has to share. You've got to show them a path to success. Yeah. Is applicable to the, the talk that, uh, the things that we're discussing. And obviously, I would love the chance to promote this new book, P2T, The New Book by John Isaacson. Those of you that helped me um, edit and took proofs of what, what we were calling Challenge Accepted uh, is now being called Prepared to Thrive, or P2T, P2T, The New Book by John Isaacson. Preparing to Thrive in the Modern Workforce, Workplace, Resources for Young Pros, Book One. It talks about tips for interviewing, and then once you've got the job, uh, keys and pathways to success. So I believe this will be a value resource, valuable resource for any owner or manager as you're interviewing somebody, maybe pre-interview, or even as you hire them, I think you'll find great value in handing this to them. P2T, the new book by John Isaacson, and saying, if you read this and you follow these principles, you'll know this coincides with what we do for our onboarding, those kinds of things. We'll just give you another voice, another perspective that'll help you be successful, which helps us be successful. So it's a win-win. I think owners are gonna be handing these out by the dozens p2t the new book by john isaacson thank you for those of you that helped input and make this a better book and thank you for those of you that have already jumped on and purchased a coffee it's short easy to read real short chapters and uh, i think it'll be a win-win for employers and employees p2t provide new hires with a path to success communicate value and that there's opportunity then they might stick around What the industry needs is conversations like this. Thursdays are four. The Ojo Podcast. What are you, stupid? My, my mindset change. Helping contractors shorten their dang, dang, dang learning curve. Once you get to the point where you're not willing to listen or not willing to learn, we pound sand. The Ojo Podcast. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> this is complete hogwash.